0: It's fucking cold. How cold is it? What's the weather today? What's it say? It's so fucking brisk 69 degrees in our house for all of our friends on the East Coast right now. All right. Um, get your hats. Get your scarves.
1: I guess you ready to start? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to the fucking podcast.
0: I guess this we can... This will probably be the first one we put out, right? I don't know. I mean, we've said that a couple times on different all episodes. Right. So, so if you this know, I- X, X amount. This is first episode number three, four, <laughs> or two, or uh, one. Welcome to the podcast. Cheers, everybody.
1: Mm. Betty, do you have anything to add? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, you I agree. It. You heard it
0: here first. What an astute so- observation, Ugh. Betty. Um, so,
1: for those of you guys who don't know, this is our podcast. We had this before. We used to do it. Um, we stopped doing it because we couldn't stay consistent during the COVID times. Now we're back at it. Uh, we live in California now, not Philadelphia. Go Birds. Um, hopefully, this will be out before the Super Bowl.
0: Um, they're this, going. Is, this is post-NFC championship game. Poor 49ers the poor poor 49ers. Now, bro. I don't really want to talk
1: about sports because I'm a
0: I don't know anything
1: about He's sports. He's not a footballer. However, I will talk about the Philadelphia fans. Let's get. let's paint the picture here.
0: What year did they go to the Super Bowl? 2018.
1: It's 2018. Your boy right here, I live in Boston, Massachusetts. I hear that the that the Birds are going to the to the bowl. And I make my way down on a bus. Um, we watch the game again. I don't. I don't really follow sports all that much. But we rush into the streets, um, and you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people saw TikToks or like Instagram videos and Facebook shit and YouTube shit, and then you see all this craziness, and they're like, "Oh, that's wild." And I feel like sometimes you see that about an event. Oh, it looks really, really wild, but in reality, it's not that crazy. That truly was. As crazy as it was, like for example, the the Philadelphia fans had pulled down a uh, what's it called a light post,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and there was a li- lot there was live wires across the sidewalk. Thousands of people just
0: stepping over live wires. You could hear it, like buzzing. A, definitely a current that would like kill you. Yeah, it's like pretty much just like the equivalent of like walking on like a train track and like casually. St- just stepping over the third rail, you know? The Casually. Infamous third rail. And also while, like, everybody, like, ten drinks deep, at mm. least, just fucking obliterated drunk.
1: but yeah. Or concussed in your situation. Concussed, yes.
0: But... All right, fine. We'll go down that route. Why? Whatever. So, we watch. We're watching. We all. We... General friends have a powwow for the Super Bowl at a friend's apartment in in, uh, West Philadelphia near Drexel's campus. And the host of said party is a friend of ours that is a New York Giants fan. So despite... The fact that he had been living in Philadelphia for three years at that point and all of his friends are Philadelphia fans and Phillies in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, who in my mind are equal villains to the entire NFL as like the Empire is to all of Star Wars fans and everything like that. They were just they they needed to be destroyed.
1: Uh, Carl, Mr. Sports Guy over here Really passionate about his Patriots
0: Fuck the Patriots, bro Oh, excuse me, excuse me passionate Just dynasty, dynasties in general And like the whole underdog thing with the Eagles Is just way more It's more enjoyable to root for the Eagles Objectively, in my opinion Which makes it subjective <laughs> <laughs> Objectively, in my
1: opinion
0: Uh. Anyway, whatever, fuck it So, this Giants fan, stupid idiot uh, we decide that we're going to take Jaeger bombs every time the Eagles score, but he wants to take Jaeger bombs because he's upset. And then I want to take Jaeger bombs when the Patriots score because I'm upset, but I'm happy when the Eagles score. So we're just taking lots of Jaeger bombs. And I don't know if any of you care to recall the score of that game, but the final score was like 40 40- Five to thirty-eight or something close to that. So not like fourteen to seven. Like only three Jaeger bombs. Kind They remember
1: right. what the fucking score was. Let's get to the part that's entertaining. Just about saying, you we drank
0: yourself. like twelve Jaeger bombs. It wasn't like a small amount. Dick. Well, anyway, the second that the Eagles won. I sprint down eleven flights of stairs and out an emergency exit uh with a backpack that was full of uh half a case of beer and my laptop <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> and ran from thirty fourth street uh and chestnut down chestnut to city hall where like half a million people or something Probably more like eighty thousand people were just like circling City Hall. Everybody saw it on the news. Fireworks, live wires, uh, people climbing on ambulances—just mayhem. And like I just you know let let my inhibitions go and decided to climb a pole, and I'm. Trying my best to be a part of the culture of Philadelphia fans. And I'm climbing. And there's somebody all, already all the way up on the top. And the last thing I really remember is I'm reaching up. <laughs> I didn't know. This part. I'm reaching up and I'm like, yo, help me up. And I take his hand. And then um, I'm back on the ground getting shaken awake by random strangers. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> Bro, I, I think that guy dropped you. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like, I know that I got his hand, th- or or I pulled him down off the pole. Like I don't know what happened. <laughs> what the <laughs> next thing that happens? I swear to God, I'm on the ground. I'm standing, but I'm like getting shaken by strangers. My hand is all cut up and bloody, and I like de- like I I must have fallen onto my right side because, like, my right elbow, my right hand, my right shoulder, and my right hip were all fucked up, and my head as well. (laughs) I forgot about that. And the woman... Well, you're lucky you didn't die. Yeah, of course. So so are we all when the Eagles win. (laughs) Um, Go birds. But we... uh, The lady that was shaking me was, like, bawling her eyes out Cause she thought I was dead when that happened. So one kid it was just a random person. who's probably 21 years old. And he's like, he's fine. He's fine. But like, she's like, no, you can't leave. We called you an ambulance. I was like, fuck that ambulance. I am not getting in that thing. And the kid's like, he's fine. What year is it? And I, Pretty sure I said 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, it's 2018. Who's the president? I was like, Donald Trump. He's like, he's fine. He can go. Yeah. And like, it's actually shoulder to shoulder. And it's obviously fucking mayhem. And then I just grab, I turn and I, I start like just booking it away from the people that are trying to get me into an ambulance. The ambulance is like, obviously three hours away trying to drive there one mile in an hour through a sea of people. And I find David... Somehow. Noah and Tyler... uh, Those are our friends. In... um, like, 30 seconds it took. I don't know how the fuck that happened. That, or you
1: were still, like, hazy, and it took you a lot longer.
0: No, 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 no. It was very, it was very immediate. Because remember, I was like, let's go. I'm ready to g- I, I already fell and was knocked unconscious. Like, I'm ready to go. And you're like, we just got here. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, well, I had my Philly experience. Let's- you know what
1: else was, like, a total shit show, but also really fucking awesome? Desert Days.
0: It's a different kind of shit show. It's a different kind of shit show. So,
1: I don't... Yeah, This is my audition. This is my audition for Desert Days. Desert Days, I would like to play your festival. I'm going to continue uh, my conversation now and shit on your festival, but in a really good way. So, we show up to this festival. It's, it, we see the lineup, and it's just every fucking indie kid's dream, right? Yeah. Time they, and pull like,
0: up. Take what we look like. Yeah and just apply that to but
1: I don't do it but add the carabiner the carabiner keys. You have your car- you have your keys on you? No. Add the carabiner keys um and maybe one of the thank god you don't wear the the little beanies. And I don't do the little beanie.
0: These either, these shoes are are now a big part of it. The cuffed
1: jeans. Right. Anyway, so you see kids like us and you're like, "Oh, what's their favorite music festival?" It's Desert Days. Uh Time in Pola. Um, they also had uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Um, they had Babe Rainbow, they had uh Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. Psychedelic porn crumpets, uh fuck what's the why my Boy Pablo, um, I think was there. Uh-huh. Beach house, just pond, you know, just every every stereotypical indie kid. It's basically the Australian psych show, Australian psych rock show. My Life um, Mildlife. Bowie, relax, relax. Hey, bud. Bowie loves Mildlife. He gets really excited when we talk about
0: it. But it was it was a ten year anniversary of the of the festival, and also uh, Lonerism was turning ten as well. And they like kind of collaborated with Tame Impala to like really promote the show as being like this big thing. And they were gonna they played Lonerism in its entirety. Just like a nice little one-time thing, and it really blew up. And I, I think they just like oversold the tickets. Well, so we show up by a substantial amount.
1: We show up on Thursday night. Um, Friday Friday morning starts the festival. Thursday night we show up. We showed up late. They said box office would open up till box office would be open till eleven. We showed up at nine thirty or something like that. Um, We get to the box office. I get my ticket. Carl's next in line, and they say, we're not giving out any more tickets tonight. Keep in mind, Carl's camping with us. So we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? You guys said box office was open till 11. You can't do this. And everyone's kind of around us, like, saying the same shit. Like, whoa, whoa. Like, we don't have anywhere to go. Like, we're we're camping in there tonight. You have to whatever. Whoa, Bowie. Whoa, Bowie. Okay, all right. Go over here. So, long story short, we somehow get Carl his ticket, and uh, we go into the festival. There's this huge line of cars. You know, maybe 150, 200 cars, something like that. We're in the short line. There's a longer line on a different road. That one's probably like 500 cars, something
0: like that. They didn't cap camp pass sales. Obviously, yeah. So we're talking to filled all of their campsites, and then they were scrambling to try and figure out where to put the last like thousand people that showed up late. Yeah. So they're, So we're talking to people, like, what's going on?
1: That's kind of what we gathered. Is they oversold camping, and they, I guess, had to, like, emergency buy
0: more land for the campsite. Um, but it just wasn't set up. Like, the other campgrounds all had, like, porta-potties and shit. There was none of that. There was, like, bathrooms, but that's, like, three stalls in the men's room, probably five stalls in the ladies' room, two showers, that's it. They did their best effort. To, like, keep toilet paper stocked. And, like, these are pretty nice campgrounds. Like, there's running water. There's fucking showers with hot water, which is, like, more than you can say about most, like, music festivals. But here's the thing. Here's the thing.
1: So, we're in line. We're talking to people. They're like, we've been here for three and a half hours. We showed up. Within 15 minutes, the line was moving. So, we lucked out perfectly. We get there. Again, emergency by this land. It's having real Firefest Fest vibes. Like, oh yeah, shit. Facts. These guys do... Like, We're fucked. We're in the desert. We don't know. Like, These guys are not prepared for us. But there was no other group that could have went to that festival and had as good a time as, as everybody did.
0: Everybody just adapted immediately and made the best of it. Everybody's, and it was awesome. I
1: heard this phrase out of everyone I talked to was... Wow, this is a total shit show, but it is what it is. That was everybody's mentality, and it made for an absolute amazing week. The
0: night, the night before that night, right? It was Thursday, we decided to go and walk around and we walked into the festival grounds. You remember that? We were oh, like yeah. drunk as fuck. We walked into the festival grounds because the fences weren't even built yet. Yeah.
1: They were still and- building the fences <laughs> around the actual festival grounds. And not we the camping. just
0: walked in. And we made it pretty far into the festival grounds before a guy on a golf cart's like, hey, are you guys working? And he's definitely trying to give us, like, a job to do. And we're like, no, we're just wondering. And he's like, okay, we just want you to be safe. So I'm going to have you guys uh, walk back the way you came. He thought we
1: were tripping sack. He was like, oh, you know, I just want, you know, make sure you guys, like, you know, you know
0: it's dangerous in here. There's a lot of stuff, people moving around. I just want to make sure you're safe. Yeah, like three empty beers in the cup holder of the golf cart. Yeah, like- <laughs> but this so this festival is obviously a fucking
1: shit show uh, when it comes to the like.
0: But like everybody was or,
1: about it. Or, it yeah, exactly. Sick. Everyone was. Everyone was about it. Um,
0: the one thing
1: Desert days I have a little bit more medical attention um, because we are at Tame Impala, and I've seen I've seen Tame three times, something like that, without fail, it seems like it's not going to be that insane of a show because it's Tame Impala. They're pretty much pop music. But it's a pretty visually intense show. Um, And, you know, they're usually headline, so everyone's kind of dehydrated. Maybe they're trying drugs, whatever, maybe for the first time. And then usually without fail, um, when... Tame Impala plays elephant. There are these lasers that shoot across the crowd, and it's very trippy. I've so what I said. I saw them three times. All three times. As soon as that starts, people start dropping like flies. Literally, just like all around us. You know, you're watching it. I know it's coming. The lasers go. The person next to us just, oh, uh, uh, fuck. Just he hits the deck. Lots of people. It happens every single time.
0: You so, can tell, like, But with each time we've seen them, like, Kevin Parker, like, says more and more about, like, yeah, just be safe and watch out for one another while you're out there. It's, like, you can tell he wants to say, like, because you're fucked. Like, this shit's crazy. Like,
1: (laughs) I don't. Yeah, I mean, I've been to some pretty intense, like, visually. Like, I've I've been to EDM shows. I know what it's about. I've seen Rez. But, yeah, so I think it's not any more intense than that kind of stuff. I think people just don't, they're not ready for it. And I think maybe they're just, you know, I don't know. Tim Impala is like, it's like the bunny hill of psychedelic music, you know? So I sure. think that might be like the first time people are like trying drugs or something like that. And they just aren't prepared for, you know, what's going to happen to their brain. And then they just hit the deck or something like that. Um, yeah,
0: but anyway, just uh, yeah the the one thing that about Desert Days I think that was just hilarious, but just like part of the what was making it a shit show is just like they did not like plan for waste management at oh all. my god like there was
1: no. like
0: no trash cans anywhere like you had to like find and like seek out dumpsters like in the parking lots near the festival but like. They didn't, like, set up trash cans anywhere, like, at the campsites especially. Yeah. And, like, everybody just, like, built their own, like, garbage mountain at, the, at near the bathroom. And, and I hope... I guess it worked, you know. Yeah, but. I was going to say, like,
1: I hope um, we're not talking like this and like, wow, that sounds like a shitty festival. It, like, was, but it was the best festival I've ever been to.
0: It was, like, it just... the Everybody was very, like... Everyone understood how much it felt like oh this is being held together with fucking scotch tape like let's just let's just chill let's make it as fun as possible it's also a very small festival too true in comparison to like the large festivals that a lot of people are used to going to like live nation owned coachella firefly you know even
1: like bonnaroo bonnaroo and
0: Lollapalooza. these are all like I I mean I I feel like fifty thousand to a hundred thousand people, right? Yeah, Desert those. Days is a
1: ten thousand person festival. Yeah, it's independent they, too. It's like their their own thing. They're not owned by Live Nation, um, and it's wonderful. But they had a massive year with Tame headlining the ten year anniversary and whatnot. You know, King Gizzard, and uh, it was uh, they were saying that it was their biggest year yet, which is why it was such a shit show for them because they did not expect they weren't prepared for that many people to show up because this is the first time they ever did it that big um so now i feel like desert days is probably going to be on the map a good bit when it comes to the festival circuit there's more
0: campsites that they could continue to purchase they're just going to increase the size of the festival i just hope that they don't have to change the venue again because it's on a lake which is fucking yeah it's such a like an amazing setting and like that uh i guess it was friday where mm-hmm. we were like waiting for the festival to open up and it was like delayed because they were like building the stage <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and w- everybody was in the water and they tried to be like, you can't go in the water yet. The water, <laughs> the water will open at three o'clock. And we're like, what are they going to do? They're like, yeah. going swimming, bro. Um, yeah. But uh, it's just a really, really, really fun. Cause there's, portions of the beach that are outside of the festival grounds so you can just go in and you don't have to wait for the festival to open and then the majority of the beach is in the festival grounds which is also really cool the once the main stage is right up on the water which is also just such a such a cool experience and i hope they don't have to change venues they already did this isn't the original venue anyways but i think this is very perfect for what it is but obviously if it continues to increase in size then
1: also you know, the thing that i really thoroughly enjoyed was that was their lineup um not only did they have like some headliners that i was really excited to see like Tame Impala and king giz um but a lot of the so you know you, you look at a festival lineup and there's three headliners usually maybe four and then your sub headliners and then your microscopic bands when you look at coachella those microscopic bands are like over 100,000 monthly listener kind of bands, right? Desert Days was putting people on stage with 2,000 monthly listeners, very small. And so shout out to Desert Days for, because the bands that, I loved every band I saw. There was not a single band that got on stage that I was like, oh, what are they doing here? The music was perfectly curated, perfectly curated. And Desert Days did not, like, they weren't clout chasing when it came to what uh, what headliners are, are we going to maybe not headliners but like what, who are we going to put on the stage? They didn't give a fuck about those numbers. They I think they truly understood. Okay, this music we got to put the music first, and they definitely put the music first before toilet paper, before trash cans, cans, before you know, general building of sets and stages. Um, they really put the music first, so shout out to fucking Desert Days. Uh, if you're in the area of southernish California, you know what? Don't go, because you're going to fucking make the ticket prices go up for me and Carl. Yeah, fuck you. So, no new
0: people. It sucked. Don't go. It wasn't the best weekend ever. Yeah, it was hot. It was 125. It was, really, it was really hot, and it was in the desert. There wasn't actually showers there. You couldn't shower. You had to just be dirty. There was poop on was the floor. There was spiders. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, fuck shit. i had something i wanted to say about it but i can't remember what it was mm. oh um
1: the oh. dust that actually was intense desert days you should do something about you should hand out n95s at the front fucking face
0: Facts. the dust was it's, so crazy so you should fucking put sprinklers on the beach so it's mud instead of dust yeah that's probably just as bad but for different reasons but still like we're gonna run the, out of one time. One stage is on a is on the beach and it's all sand, but it's like not like sand, sand. It's like dirt and gravel. sand mixed together and gravel. It's just it, you kick up so much dust. We'll pin a video. There's a couple videos of the King Gizzard fucking pits. We will crazy. We yeah, will? fuck it. It'll be right here. You mean he means I will. We'll find it. It takes two seconds. Screenshot. He doesn't right know here. it's Screenshot. You don't know anything. It takes a screenshot and you put it right there, it takes two seconds.
1: All right, anyway. to The lady next to us, right before King Gizzard. If you've ever seen King Giz Live, we gotta wrap this up. But if you ever seen King Giz Live, amazing, amazing. But a lot of their a lot of their songs are, you know, kind of intense. You know, I Am Gaia, um, you know, Infest the Rat's Nest, that whole album, right? And they have such a diverse discography. Uh this poor lady was like King Gizzard, she had a lawn chair and she was sitting in the lawn chair. Right up front. And she goes, wow, everyone's standing. She's like, are you guys going to mosh? Now, if you've ever been to a King Giz show, that's a stupid question. Uh, yeah. So, RIP to her. She's dead
0: we- now. <laughs> I
1: think she might be, dude. Like, within the first 30 seconds, the whole front of the stage was just a giant mosh pit. And with that dust, was you couldn't even see. It was so fucking intense yeah um we we had uh we had bandanas on to try to c- counteract the dust didn't do shit i was still wheezing. Yeah,
0: it, it was rough the the last thing i was gonna say was just the other thing that made the whole vibe of that festival just amazing is that like every person that got up on stage also you could tell was like psyched to be there like from the psych s- like psych rock yeah just, like, everybody from, like, the smaller bands all the way to, like, Tame Impala, everybody was, like, really excited to be back at that festival. Like, because, so the year Tame Impala got rained out, King Giz was a co-headliner of that, mm. fest- of that same year. And, like, this was Psychedelic Porn Crumpet's first show back in North America since the pandemic. Since the pandy. And, uh, yeah, just everybody was having, like, a fucking great time. And it was awesome,
1: amazing festival. We're gonna we're gonna run out of time here.
0: Uh, bye, everybody.
1: My fly was down that whole time.